Let's change the world together. Welcome to the Snapcast, the podcast for all nonprofit professionals, bringing you interviews and amazing ideas for nonprofit leaders. Hello, this is Mickey Desai, your host for this episode of the Nonprofit Snapcast. I uh, am lucky to have Shelly Henderson with us for a third episode. Uh, This time we're going to talk about charitable solicitations and some of the issues that surround uh, what what charitable solicitations mean and how to do them and and how to handle them. And um, uh, and Shelly, how do we get started on that? What is a charitable solicitation? That's a great question. So basically what happened is the IRS has made it quite a bit easier for someone to file to be a nonprofit organization, and that's due to the Form 1023-EZ, which we don't have enough time to get into that, but there's a couple of different ways to become a nonprofit organization. Well, since the introduction of that form, there's been a lot of startup nonprofit organizations that might not be on the up and up. So the states felt that they had a duty to their to their citizens to protect them from some of these nonprofit organizations that might be soliciting and not really using it for a charitable purpose. So due to this, each state has taken it upon themselves to create a set of laws and requirements that all charitable or all charitable organizations must follow to be soliciting within that state. So basically, uh-huh. if you're going to be asking for a contribution in your state, you need to look to see what the requirements are from that state to make sure you're legitimate. Okay. So it does vary by state to state. Yes, definitely, definitely. Do all states require it? At this time, 40 states require it. So some states, and of course this is going to be vastly different, each state has their own requirements. Now, most of the states require an organization to file for charitable solicitations before they ever solicit. So if you've just gotten started up and you're wanting to, you know, jump on on Facebook or another social media platform and you're wanting to start up this great new campaign, but you've not registered in your state, you actually could – be liable for some fines and some penalties. So it's better to check with the state to see what requirements they have, because this is an oftentimes missed Mm -hmm. um, filing that a lot of organizations aren't aware of, and all it takes is one person to see something on your website or see something on Facebook and contact the state, and the state can actually investigate your organization. Mm. Yeah, which on the one hand, if you're doing the right thing, is not bad. It's just time consuming and otherwise just a major headache. Uh, Correct. But if you are doing something bad, then the penalties can be quite severe. Yes, yes. And there's actually penalties that can be assessed by each, to each board member. Hmm. So when a board member signs on to be a part of an organization, they have a fiduciary responsibility to that organization. So they need to make sure that they're on the up and up and that everything that you're doing is correct. But say uh, organizations that are located, and I believe you said that you're in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So Georgia has some very thorough requirements. You actually have to give information about every board member, who's going to be keeping track of the records, who's going to be signing checks, things like that. But then Georgia allows you to not have to renew, but every other year. Okay. So that's quite a bit different than what an organization in my state, which is Tennessee, would go through. We have to renew each year. <laughs> right, of course. <laughs> so my next question here, what is a Charleston principle? What are the Charleston principles and uh, what do they mean to the to nonprofits? 
That's a great question. So the Charleston Principles, the first thing you have to understand about the Charleston Principles to be able to fully understand it is to know the difference between an active and a passive solicitation. So an active solicitation means that I reached out to you in whatever form. I called you on the phone. I sent you a letter. I sent you a direct email. I sent you a direct message through Facebook. I have actively asked you for a contribution. Now, there's a different type of contribution, which is a passive contribution. So this could be I started a Facebook campaign and my friend that's in Georgia shared it and you saw it. Mm -hmm. I've not reached out to you, but you still know that I'm fundraising. That's a passive solicitation. Right. That's where the Charleston principles come in. They only cover those passive solicitations. And basically, it's because of the Internet. Since you don't know where your Facebook campaign is going to end up. It, it may end up in California, Utah, wherever. Right. So what happens is the Charleston principle covers organizations under if someone in a different state that you have not contacted directly makes a contribution to your organization, typically you're covered and you don't have to register in that other state. You can accept that donation. You can thank them for their donation. You just can't ask them for another donation. So that prevents organizations from having to register in multiple states that they're not actively soliciting in. Interesting. So let me pretend for a minute here that I'm an organization that did something like a, a crowdfunding campaign that managed to reach across the country and folks from all kinds of states ended up giving to that uh, project. And, and I'm doing my duty as a nonprofit uh, executive or a nonprofit organizer by keeping track of all those donations and including where applicable the contact information for the donor, right? So I'm like, maybe I even walk away with a list of email addresses. Correct. I'm, I'm not allowed to use those out-of-state email addresses for future donation solicitations? You really shouldn't. Okay. Now, it's okay to update. If, so say you have a, a, a button on your website that says click here if you'd like to, to receive updates. Yeah. You can send out updates to those donors, but you shouldn't ask for another contribution because that now becomes an active solicitation. Hmm. So what I usually recommend, a lot of us use different um, type of like constant contact, MailChimp, things like that. Set your groups up into two separate um your, your donors up into two separate groups. One's going to be for in-state and the other's going to be for your out-of-state. Mm -hmm. So your in-state group, you're going to send them something and you're going to ask them for a contribution. You're going to put the link to your Donate Now, whatever you have. On your ones that are out-of-state, you're just going to update them for what you've been doing and put a link to your website, not to your Donate Now button. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Right. Because that's the big difference there. They can come back and look at your website, and they can find that Donate Now button, and they can donate through there. Right. But you don't need to encourage them to do that. So that's right. the difference between a pa passive and an active solicitation attempt. Interesting. So if I want to be legal, like if I want to go out and, and actually solicit in other states, is that a state-by-state -state registration process, or what, what do I need to do to make that legal? It definitely is. And of course, like I said before, each state is vastly different. Yeah. Some states are going to require you to have a certificate of authority. Basically, it's saying that you're authorized to operate in that state. Some states have exemption requirement or exemptions available 
which are great. So say, for um, example, in Tennessee, if you're soliciting here in Tennessee and you're in Georgia and you're registered in Georgia, you have to keep that in mind. You have to be registered in your state of incorporation if it requires it. If you're registered in Georgia and you're soliciting in Tennessee and say you only get donations from five people, Tennessee has an exemption for a number of people that you can, if you're under that threshold, you don't have to register. So a lot of states will have some type of a requirement like that, but you have to read the very fine print on it to make sure that you meet all aspects of that exemption. So again, at that time, it's usually better to reach out, especially if you're thinking about going to multiple states, because you don't want to register in a state where it's not required. It's just an added expense the organization doesn't need to incur. So it's better to reach out to a professional and get some feedback on where, when, how, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, you know, it, it, just a reminder of how many little things that there are to keep track of in the, in the, uh, in the pursuit of actually trying to do good works for other people. Um, Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can't just hang a shingle and say we're going to give you know free meals to people anymore. There's the all the tracking and the business requirements behind that. It's just amazing. I know, I know. Unfortunately, you know, a, a few bad apples spoil the bunch. So. Yeah, always. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any examples that you want to share with us about? Uh, uh, bad apples. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I'll get into that. I, I've I've wrote very I've wrote so many letters on behalf of organizations to states explaining things that yep, yep. it would make your head spin. <laughs> well, Shelly, again, thank you for taking the time to to be with us and to be a guest on the nonprofit Snapcast. We really appreciate it. Oh, it's been my pleasure. And to our listeners. Uh, please find our podcasts on the Nonprofit Snapcast website. That's nonprofitsnapcast.org. And if you want to join in on any conversations, the, most of those are happening on our Facebook page. That's just search for Nonprofit Snapcast on uh, Facebook. And uh, thanks for joining us. We will see you in about a week. This has been the Snapcast. Thank you for joining us.